book of revelations for yourself Welcome to Streams in the Desert Live, an interactive prophetic talk show with pastor, evangelist, and prophetic teacher, Dana Bohansky, senior pastor of Streams in the Desert Ministries and House Church, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy and give you, the listener, an opportunity to call in to ask questions and share information regarding the signs of the times. This ministry is dedicated to the preaching and teaching of the unadulterated word of the one and only true and living God under the power and anointing of God's Holy Ghost. Streams in the Desert Live is an expansion of Streams in the Desert Ministries. Now, here's your host, Pastor Dana. Read the book of Revelations for yourself. Tribulation. I don't want to be here. Shalom and blessings in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Pastor Dana, and I once again would like to thank you for joining me today, February 22nd, 2023, for the Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast coming to you from the beautiful Streams in the Desert Live home studio via StarWorldWideNetworks.com, where we look at the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Today's topic title is, When is a Move of God Not a Move of God? But before we get started, let us pray. Father God, we come humbly before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking. Lord God, we thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you've yet to do. We ask the power, working, and anointing of your Holy Spirit permeate this place for this hour, that people's lives would be forever changed by the power, working, and anointing of your Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, thank you for taking my place upon the cross of Calvary. I give you all glory and honor and praise, and Holy Spirit, have your way in this day. In Jesus' precious and holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, folks, greetings to you all once again from wherever you are in the world as you join me, your host, Pastor Dana, today for another compelling episode of Streams in the Desert Live Internet Radio Broadcast. As we open the show for today, it is with the answer to the question presented in the title of today's show. Question being, when is a move of God not a move of God? And the simple answer is when the people enabling it are not of God. My friends, some very strange things have been taking place here in the U.S. and around the world within the past few weeks. First, we have the official opening of the so-called Abrahamic family house in Abu Dhabi, and by the title given to a short snippet, we can already see that there is a problem. The title of this opinion piece, written for RNS, our religious news service, by Knox Times, dated February 17, 2023, is titled, Abrahamic Family House Changes All the Rules of Interfaith Understanding, of which the writer thereof begins by stating, the mosque, church, and synagogue complex is a shining monument to tolerance. He continues by sharing that on Thursday, February 16th, 2023, the United Arab Emirates uh officially opened the Abrahamic family house consisting of a mosque, a church, and a synagogue that face one another on the same square in Abu Dhabi. Beside each one stands a tall pillar illuminating an Islamic crescent, Christian cross, and a Jewish menorah, respectively shining a hopeful light for interfaith tolerance and understanding. 
which, my friends, translates to ecumenicalism, which is a secular worldview concerning the unity and coming together in loving kindness as one of all false religions and will be the centerpiece along with the mark of the beast of the Antichrist beast and false prophet soon coming kingdom. The article continues by stating something good is happening in the desert, but will it make a lasting difference? As the writer continues, he says, the road to Thursday's opening began with Pope Francis' February 2019 trip to the UAE, where he met with the Grand Imam uh, of Al-Azhar uh, Ahmed El Tahibi, uh, leader of the oldest El Islamic educational institute in the world. Their meeting ended with their signing of the document on human fraternity, which uh, set the ambitious goals uh, to foster interfaith or ecumenical, my friends, understanding. Four years later, Muslims, Christians, and Jews gathered to inaugurate the three worship centers, each representing one of the three so-called, my friends, Abrahamic faiths, and a representative from each faith provided inaugural remarks. The president of the center, Muhammad Khalifa al-Mubarak, spoke of a new landmark in the country built within the site of the six-year-old Louvre uh, Abu Dhabi. The three worship sites, he said, stand for hope, for peaceful coexistence, and understanding. The president of the Pontifical Council for Inter-Religious uh, Dialogue, Cardinal Miguel Angel Ayuso Iksad, not noting that fear is the outcome of a lack of knowledge, referred to the center as a beacon of mutual understanding. The cardinal said that uh, believers do not need to walk away from their deeply held beliefs to befriend others and to visit their houses of worship without renouncing diff uh, different spiritual resources, he said. Each has a command to live with brothers and sisters, whatever their religion. That doesn't ring true to me, my friends. I'm sorry. Lastly, the chief rabbi of the United Kingdom, Ephraim Marvis, referred to the moment as historic, seeing the children of Abraham gathered to build a new world. He challenged the audience to recognize the part of the divine in every person so we can shape a new world built from loving kindness. And on that note, my friends, we will now move on to what is happening right here in the U.S. of A. That dovetails right into the continued move towards a one-world false religious system. I am sure that most of you, if not all of you, have been hearing about the so-called spontaneous revival that has manifested at Asbury University in Wilmore, Kentucky, beginning on February 8th, 2023. My friends, please remember the title of our show for today, which is, When is a Move of God Not a Move of God? With the answer to that question being when the people enabling it are not of God. Okay, my friends, one of the first problems with this so-called revival is that it is being reported by, on by the likes of Tucker Carlson from Fox News, CNN, and the Washington Post. 
And now the so-called revival is being shut down and apparently moved to a different location, according to a piece written by Steve Warren, Benjamin Gell, dated February 20th, 2023, for another than CBNnews.com, titled 20,000 Join As uh, Bray Revival in Weekend Explosion, but outpouring will now be moved off campus, of which the writers thereof begin by stating, after a weekend of massive crowds at the Asbury, Asbury uh, University Revival, a big change is coming that will permanently take the revival off campus. An estimated 15 to 20,000 plus people attended revival services over the weekend at Asbury. This is all happening in the small town of Wilmore, Kentucky, which normally has a population of 6,000. On Sunday, Greg Gordon, founder of Sermon index.net tweeted a photo of people standing in line to worship on Saturday night at the university campus. Update, over 20,000 people came to Asbury last night with five overflow buildings and a grass lawn filled. There is a two and a half mile backup of cars going into Wilmore. Cry out to God for your first love to be renewed, Gordon wrote. Last Sunday afternoon, Gordon tweeted a video of the people standing outside of the chapel worshiping the Lord. Lord, let the fire of your spirit fall like latter rain. Two references to two very types of different uh, faith belief systems other than Christianity, my friends, if you know the lingo of uh, false religions. Don't be a spectator. God change me. God is doing a deep work in the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives to prepare us for what is ahead, he wrote. The number of people wanting to participate in the revival even caused the university to expand its worship services to five overflow buildings. Wilmore uh, City uh, officials decided to reroute traffic due to the flood of people descending on the small town to experience the revival. Asbury president makes a major announcement, but the staying power of the Asbury uh, outpouring is about to be tested in a big way. The university announced Friday that public worship services in the school's Hughes uh, Auditorium would end on Monday. Beginning Tuesday, February 21st, services available to the public will be held at another location in the central Kentucky area. Asbury will still host evening services for college age and high school students 25 years and under through Thursday, February 23rd, the university said. Keep that date in mind, my friends. Thursday, February 23rd. And as and as Asbury uh, will live stream limited portions of services through Thursday, which is the National Collegiate Day of Prayer. As part of Asbury's uh, intentions of encouraging and commissioning others to go out and share what they have experienced, all services will be hosted at other locations and no longer held at Asbury's uh, University. We encourage guests to utilize those designated facilities for worship and gathering. More information will be shared. The school posted on its website. Asbury, uh, Asbury President Kevin J. Brown, Ph.D., also posted a four-minute video update 
uh, posted to Twitter Sunday night, calling these last few weeks at the Christian school unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. Later in this piece, the school president continues by stating, we look to other schools other churches or ministry communities as co-commissioners in this movement that's shaped up for us, Brown said. Whatever happens from here, our deep desire is to see a life-transforming renewal of our younger generation to faithfully serve their communities, their schools, their churches, and their professions, to see them go into the difficult and dark places in the world and be light. But did you notice, my friends, it never said to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the only Savior of the world. I digress. Finally, I, I've uh, seen several headlines which with titles suggesting that we are ending revival services or that we are scheduled to end revival, Brown, the university president, said. And while it is true that Thursday evening will conclude our last service in the Hughes Auditorium here on the campus of Asbury uh, University, we know this is not a conclusion to hungry hearts being stirred and responding by seeking Jesus Christ. In closing, Brown thanked people for praying and asking them to continue to pray that what is happening at Asbury would continue to move across states, countries, and continents. When the world sees our efforts and our spirit, may they see Christ, he said. The CBN writer then adds a short uh, concerning revival at Asbury, how it started, in which they describe the Asbury uh Collegian reported that it began during a call to confession on Wednesday, February 8th, when at least 100 people fell to their knees and bowed to the altar. Since then, it was turned into a Holy Spirit outpouring that has only grown larger and larger each day, with visitors pouring in from around the U.S. and around the world. As CBN News reported, it's being compared to the culture-changing, listen up, my friends, the culture-changing revival at the same college in 1970. But there's something different this time. The new nonstop prayer and worship awakening one of those buzzwords again, my friends, has had social media as a powerful ally that wasn't available in previous historic campus revivals. Oh, yes, and I might add that at this particular university, Asbury University, they've had eight, eight, count them, my friends, eight revivals. Nowhere else on the face of the planet has anybody had any of these revivals going on at their schools, but Asbury University has had eight since the 18-something or others till 2023. Quite interesting, quite interesting. The impact has been so powerful, the writer says, that this ongoing spirit-led event has even drawn the attention of major media outlets, but it's also drawing a wider worldwide audience, particularly of young people, to witness what is happening through first-hand accounts, photographs, and videos with many of those posts going viral. Already spreading to other campuses, hmm... Numerous reports reveal the Holy Spirit has ignited several other flames that are now burning brightly at other universities and colleges around the country. Got this, my friends. 
bypassing denominational boundaries. So we're talking about no har- no hold bar, no bars hold or whatever you say. There's there's no there's no there's no uh, boundaries in who is participating in this or what they're even sharing, my friends, or who they're praying to or what their faith base is actually all about. And on that mesmerizing note, I will be right back after the break so that we may continue our look at when is a move of God not a move of God? friends, with some of the things that are going on in this world, you really have to do uh, your due diligence to be sure that you're not left behind because you're following a bunch of uh, people who are going straight to the lake of fire instead of being ready, watching, waiting for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And before the break, uh, the, the term I was trying to come up with was no holds barred. 
Just for the record. Okay, now, my friends, just before we move on to the real reason for this very engineered, spontaneous outpouring of God knows what, let us take a peek at one more article stating just why the so-called revival is ending, or as the powers that be put it, that is being permanently moved off campus. This piece was written by Ricky Sayer of February 20th, 2023 for LEX18 News and is titled, Here's Why the Asbury Revival is Ending This Week. Um, Jasmine County, Kentucky, uh, LEX18, Life Will Return to Normal on the campus of Asbury University and in the town of Wilmore once this week is through. That's the hope of officials at Asbury who face the challenges they never expected after a worship service just wouldn't end. It's now nearing day 13. University officials originally announced on Saturday that the revival would end on this upcoming Wednesday night with limited periods where the public could attend on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. On Sunday, those plans shifted after parking and seating exceeded capacity. Now, Monday is the last day when members of the public can attend. Beginning Tuesday, the public service will shift to another location, while high school and college-age students will be able to attend in person at Asbury through Thursday evening. Remember Thursday evening? That's February 23rd, 2023, my friends. We were talking about it early. I said, don't forget it. Well, one reason the revival is ending, the writer says, is because of the impact that it's had on students, uh, students academically. Students have not only had to juggle various campus commitments, academics, athletics, extracurricular, and internship with their various campus services, but also the throngs of people who have entered the dimensions of their space, wrote Asbury University President Dr. Kevin J. Brown, for some, this has created a sense of being unsettled and even alienated from their campus community. Now, does that sound like a move of God to you? I think not, my friends. LEX18 spoke with a first-year student, Claire May, who explained while she wouldn't trade the experience during the revival for anything, it has been a lot to handle. It's been hard to keep up on academic and investing in where God wants me to invest and figuring out where I'm supposed to be at what times, she said. Another contributing factor has been the impact on the local community. Cars have been flooding into the city in recent days, taking up parking spots and making it difficult for people who live in the town to get around. That doesn't sound like a move of God to me, my friends. That sounds like a real inconvenience. And I think at the end of this article, you find out why. Everything just kind of is clogged up, said Katie Coogan, who lives down the street from the university. She says it's a struggle to visit the local grocery store because people attending the revival have filled the parking lot, forcing some people trying to buy their groceries to pull up at the loading dock. Multiple other people in the town who spoke with LEX18 spoke, shared a similar Uh, similar views. Here it is. They are not against a revival because they don't know anything about it, but they don't like the way it has impacted 
their community, which I think says a lot, my friends, because it's only been joyous in the auditorium at Asbury, but not for the rest of the world, which is not the way the Lord works. Now, my friends, here is what is really going on behind the scenes. It's time to listen up. Remember this clip from one of the pieces just shared where it was said, beginning Tuesday, February 21st, services available to the public will be held at another location in the central Kentucky area. Asbury will still host evening services for college-aged and high school students 25 and under. Through Thursday, February 23rd, the university said, and Asbury will live stream limited portions, listen up my friends, of services through Thursday, which is the National Collegiate Day of Prayer. Hmm. So, at this point, you might be asking, why is the National Collegiate Day of Prayer so important? Well, remember that I said that this is all a very well-orchestrated, spontaneous turn of events. Someone in one of the articles just shared even said that one of the biggest friends to this spontaneous so-called revival has been social media. Not to mention that it just happens to be, listen up my friends, not to mention that it just happened to be at this, this particular university, Asbury University, back in 1970, that had another so-called revival that went hand-in-hand with the Jesus movement that began that same year. And it is no coincidence, my friends, that tonight, February 22nd, 2023, on the eve of the National Collegiate Day of Prayer, set to take place across America, February 23rd, 2023, that, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, that the movie Jesus Revolution that is all about the Jesus movement of the 1970s opens in theaters across the U.S. My friends, this is all one big social media campaign, such as was and is the Chosen series. And if you want to know what I think of the Chosen series, go back and listen to my show called The Chosen. Which brings me to our final article of the day, brought to you by the online publication called AdventMessenger.org, of whose writer Andy Roman wrote on February 17th, 2023, in a piece titled, Wait for it, my friends, Rick Warren is going to Asbury University in an effort to spread the revival to 20 million students on 4,300 college campuses. Now, you're going to tell me this wasn't planned for the the Collegian Day of Prayer, my friends, and it just so happens that the the, uh, revival needs to now end by Thursday night at 10 p.m.? That's when the Collegian Day of Prayer ends. That's why I said that part. Of which the writer begins by stating Rick Warren, a prominent figure and household name in evangelical Christianity, will be heading to Asbury Revival to assist in bringing the movement to other college and university campuses across America on February 23rd. 2023. Rick Warren and others who believe that the Asbury revival is a powerful manifestation of God will host a collegiate day of prayer at Asbury University. Well, 
they're not hosting anything because to hear the Collegian Day of Prayer people, who is a, a nonprofit organization who is for all faiths, uh, doesn't matter what your religion is. Uh, it's been going on for about 200 years. Okay. This is about the, their 200th Collegian Day of Prayer. Okay. So um, they can try to dress it up any way they want to, but all of them are in it together, my friends, and they're all ecumenicalist, meaning all religions need to come together as one. And guess what? True Bible-believing, spirit-filled and led Christianity who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will never don their door, ever. The end. The following announcement was made by the Collegian Day of Prayer, a nonprofit interdenominational Christian organization. God is on the move at Asbury. Spontaneous prayers, worship, praise, confession of sin, repentance, and testimonies have been going on around the clock for over 120 hours now at Asbury University. Students and visitors have been gathering and lingering in Hughes uh, Auditorium with awe in the presence of God since a Wednesday morning chapel encountering Jesus, getting right with God and having their faith renewed. We are believing that what God is birthing at Asbury will spread to the campuses across America, join believers across America as we unite our faith to fast and pray over the next 10 days until Collegiate Day of Prayer on February 23rd for 20 million students on 4,300 college campuses. Let's adopt the, the, uh, the saturation every campus Let's adopt and saturate, it says, every campus in America in prayer and join us February 23rd at 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time as we live stream from Asbury for Collegian Day of Prayer with special guests. Now get this. Here's where the whole house comes down. Pastor Rick Warren, Francis Chan of Crazy Love, Alan Hood, and worship leaders from International House of Prayer, not to mention Bethel Church, my friends, Circuit Riders plus Black Voices Movement, and Met by Love Worship. Let's believe God for revival amongst believers on college campuses, and spiritual awakening among the lost. Father, revive the saved and save the lost. Collegian Day of Prayer. Rick Warren, my friends, the Sunday-keeping Southern Baptist megachurch pastor is on his way to Asbury to help support the work of revival. This is the same popular preacher who is often associated with a more positive and smoother message that doesn't emphasize heresy, apostasy, or call out the popular sin of today. Or call out, my friends, the popular sins of today. Rick Warren the writer says, is the head of a ministry empire and is training thousands of pastors and millions of Christians across denominational lines with his purpose-driven seminars, which are based on his well-known best-selling book, The Purpose-Driven Life. The problem with Rick Warren's book, says the writer, is that he downplays the significance of studying and preaching the Bible's end-time prophecies. Rick Warren says the following about the second coming of Jesus on pages 285 and 286 of his book, The Purpose-Driven Life. When the disciples wanted to talk about prophecy, Jesus quickly switched the conversation to evangelism. 
He wanted them to concentrate on their mission in the world. He said, in essence, the details of my return are none of your business. And what is your business is the uh, mission I've given you. Focus on that. What we do know for sure is this. Jesus will not return until everyone God wants to hear the good news has heard it. Jesus said, the good news about God's kingdom will be preached in all the world to every nation, then the end will come. If you want Jesus to come back sooner, Rick Warren says, focus on fulfilling your mission, not figuring out prophecy. The writer, my friends, uh, the writer then uh, of this piece had this to say concerning that which Rick Warren just said. Jesus never switched the conversation from prophecy to evangelism. The entire chapter of Matthew chapter 24 is uh, an uh, extended explanation that Jesus gives about the signs and fulfillment of prophecy in relation to his second coming not to mention his return in the rapture, my friends, which most people don't even get that it's in there as well. And Rick Warren, who doesn't believe, the writer says, in emphasizing prophecy, has aligned himself with Pope Francis, the beast of Revelation chapter 13. If Warren had been reading Revelation chapter 13, chapter 17, and chapter 18, he would have known not to follow the beast. Consequently, in an interview with EWTN, a Catholic cable television network, Rick Warren said the Pope said that Pope Francis was our new Pope and that he is and in and that in his capacity as Pope, he is doing everything right. Well, I got news for you. The only mediator between man and God is Jesus Christ. And popes are for Catholic people who bow down to idols, not Christians. The writer of this piece continues by boldly stating Rick Warren, an evangelical pastor who supports Pope Francis and his pro-ecumenical, non-doctrinal, and non-prophetic message, will never give you a warning about the Antichrist, the beast, the image of the beast, or the mark. In fact, the writer says he will take you straight into the arms of Rome and the World Economic Forum's globalist. According to Rick Warren, the Christian churches are the true globalist and are, listen up my friends, necessary for the World Economic Forum to carry out their mission. Andy moves to close his piece by stating that in the Bible, Jesus spoke about false prophets in the last days on several occasions. One of the best known passages is found in Matthew 24, where Jesus describes the signs of the end of the world and warns his disciples to be on guard against false teachers who will come to deceive them. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 and 5. And many false prophets shall arise, and shall deceive many. Matthew chapter 24, 11. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. And he says, in this passage, Jesus warns that false teachers and prophets will arise, claiming to have a special message from God. He cautions his followers to be on guard against these deceivers and to remain faithful to the end. 
Other writers in the New Testament also issued warnings about false prophets who will deceive people and corrupt the true message of Jesus. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring up to themselves swift destruction, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness, or greed, in other words, my friends, shall they with feigned or false fake words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Second Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap up to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. Second Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. My friends, with the likes of Rick Warren, of whom when his book, The Purpose Driven Life, came out, I was uh, looking at it, a friend had it, and I just thumbed the pages. And as the pages flew by, the Lord said to me, have nothing to do with this book and have nothing to do with this man and his ministry ever. That's all it took for me. I didn't need a second talking to and I can see why and that was clear back when this book first came out in about 2001 my friends with the likes of Rick Warren Todd Bentley remember him from the Lakeland revival my friends there he kicked people in the face and kicked them in the stomach and did all this stuff when he was a faith healer uh-huh it's all on video go look it up yourself and the International House of Prayer and Bethel Church, or the NAR, which stands for the, uh, the uh, New Apostolic Reformation. And don't forget the Latter Rain Movement, as well as the Kingdom Now crowd, along with all the so-called Kansas City prophets, etc., etc., etc. With the likes of these people being those who are at this prayer, so-called prayer meeting coming up tomorrow. Wow, we know that it is not a move of God, my friends. We also, who have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible, and who are filled with the indwelling power, working and anointing of God's Holy Spirit, know that this whole current show is for personal gain and to spread a false gospel and Jesus, a false Jesus, to the lost and unsaved of this present world, just as the scriptures read a moment ago reflect. My friends, as the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. The word of the one and only true and living God, as well tells us in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 13, that you can be saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, who took your place upon the cross of Calvary, where Paul begins by stating that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, 
or right living in the Lord Jesus Christ, as I like to say, my friends. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him, who is him, he is Jesus Christ, shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Who is he? He's Jesus Christ. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The name of the Lord, my friends, is Jesus Christ. My friends, one of the most important sayings that the Lord God has given to me for the church over the years, and mind you, it is from the mouth of God to all who will receive it, and is that we who follow his one and only begotten Son, who is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Savior of the world, are to know God's word, know it well, and know it correctly for yourself. This coupled, my friends, with asking the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins and then seeking the Lord God for the indwelling power, working and anointing of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues as outlined in the book of Acts chapter 2 verses 1 through 4, Acts chapter 1 verses 1 through 8, Acts chapter 2, verses 2, 1 through 4, Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 6, will enable you to hear the small, still voice of the Holy Spirit so that he may guide you and lead you into all truth and righteousness or right living in the Lord Jesus Christ, as I like to say, all the days of your life, so that you will be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ in the rapture of his bride, and not waiting for his second coming, when those who have already gone in the rapture will return with him. My friends, Today is the day of salvation. That is the very word of God. We are living in a time of deception. We're living in this year is the time of chaos and confusion. And it's just mounting more and more, my friends. And it almost just has me wondering uh, what the mandate, if the Lord so would bless me for a 20th year to receive one for the next year, what it will even be, because this year is already chaos and confusion. And my friends, uh, there is so much deception going on every minute of the day. You can't hardly believe a word that anybody's saying unless you absolutely know that person and that you know their walk with the Lord and where they're coming from. Because our governments around the world are lying to everybody. Uh, There's just lie upon lie and untruth upon untruth. And today is the day of salvation, my friends. The Lord says, get your house in order. Because soon and very soon and sooner than you think, the Lord Jesus Christ will come as a thief in the night. For those who belong to him and who are ready, watching, waiting, and praying for his imminent return and to snatch them out of this world so that the time of great tribulation can commence, my friends, when all the godless and ungodly of this world and those who chose not to receive the love of the Lord Jesus Christ and to confess their sins to him and to give their lives over to him so that they would be ready, watching, waiting, and praying for the imminent return of the Lord will then, during the time for those who do not surrender to the Lord during the time of great tribulation, they will be dealt with. And at the end of the time of great tribulation, the Lord Jesus Christ will return with those that went in the rapture, and he will destroy those that linger upon the face of this earth yet, and will cast them into the lake of fire, my friends along with the Antichrist beast and false prophet who the Bible says are cast into the lake of fire alive and will wait for the thousand-year reign of the Lord Jesus Christ to be up where, the, where Satan, who is bound 
when Jesus comes at the end of the seven years of tribulation, will then be bound for a thousand years, but after the thousand years are up, will be loosed for a little while to take those with him who have chosen once again not to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ throughout eternity, and Satan himself will be cast forevermore into the lake of fire with all those at the final judgment day of God at the white throne uh, white throne judgment day of God will be cast into the lake of fire forevermore whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. My friends, today, while it is still yet called today, and while you still have breath in your body, is the day to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, to seek the Lord God for the indwelling power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit, my friends, of his Holy Spirit, my friends, because today is the day that you have to look at for tomorrow. You never know what can take place. Many of you know that my precious baby brother of 61 years uh, passed away on February 8th, and I was supposed to go see him three days after he passed away, my friends. Uh, We had no idea at that moment that it was coming to that, but three days prior to me being able to see him in the hospital, he passed away. But the Lord on the 29th day of uh, January told my brother and me, he gave me a gift through my brother that told me that the Lord was coming for him soon and he's coming for us as well very soon. For my brother told me, by the time you get there, he had given me some instructions and he said, by the time you get here, by the time you get there, I will be walking the streets of gold. That was an entire uh, two weeks prior to him leaving this earth. And so therefore, my friends, we never know what is going to take place in our lives. So with that said, if you would like to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your only Savior and begin to seek the Lord God for the indwelling power, working and anointing of His Holy Spirit so that you can know God's Word, know it well and know it correctly for yourself, so that you will be ready, watching, waiting and praying for the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ in the rapture of His bride, then today is your day. If you would please say this prayer from a broken and contrite heart and spirit. The Lord God will hear your prayer and the Lord Jesus Christ will forgive you of your sins and he will begin to walk with you and pour out his Holy Spirit upon you, my friends, as you seek the Lord God for the indwelling power of his Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. With that said, my friends, let us pray. Father God, we humbly come before your throne and bow down spiritually speaking. Lord God, I thank you for the gift of your one and only begotten Son, who is Jesus Christ, who went to the cross and took my place. And through the shedding of his precious and holy blood, I have the opportunity to have eternal life if I will walk upon the straight and narrow path that leads unto life. Lord God, thank you for this wonderful gift. Lord Jesus, I humbly come before your throne and bow down, spiritually speaking, this very day, and I ask that you would please forgive me of my sins, and that you would wash me as white as snow, and put me upon the straight and narrow path that you have prepared and ordained even before the foundation of this world was ever laid. Have me to continue to seek the indwelling power working and anointing of your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and take me through the time that it takes to receive it. And once I do, help me to know your word, know it well, and know it correctly for myself. Lord Jesus, I I know I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, and I know that you are faithful and true to do that which you've promised. And I know that today, with a broken and contrite heart and spirit, as I ask you to please forgive me of my sins, I know that you have done what you've promised. Holy Spirit, have your way in my life from this day forward. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray, amen and amen. My friends, My little brother's name was Scotty Lee Williams, and today he's walking the streets of gold on down to the shores of the sea where his mansion is by the sea, I'm sure. With that said, it's a wrap. 
May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee his perfect shalom or peace. Shalom and blessings until we meet again. Streams in the Desert Live each Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Star Worldwide Networks, where your host, Pastor Dana, will examine the headlines of our daily news in light of Bible prophecy. Streams in the Desert Live thanks you for listening, for your phone calls, emails, and as always, your generous love offerings in support of this internet radio broadcast. You may also visit or email Streams in the Desert Ministries, home of Streams in the Desert Live, by way of the website or Facebook page, which can be easily found on the StarWorldWideNetworks.com Streams in the Desert landing page. Until next week, Streams in the Desert Live bids you all much love in Jesus and that the peace of the Lord Jesus be unto you all now and always. And remember, if you're not serving Jesus now, what makes you think you'll be doing it later in heaven?